0: Hello everybody, Coach Way of ChrisWayBaseballTraining.com and I want to welcome you back to Talking Baseball with Coach Way. Today I wanted to talk about a topic uh, with regard to young uh, softball, baseball players, young athletes in general uh, related to the idea that it's never too early for them as young athletes to learn to be more marketable as young people, right? Young athletes, young boys, young girls. And for them to start to learn the ideas of, you know, treating themselves like a business within their respective sports. Uh, this is something that doesn't just apply to baseball or softball, but it does transcend just sports in general. And I wanted to talk about this because I think that, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, how to develop good swings and how to develop, you know, good mechanics as pitchers and good techniques as fielders and things like that. Uh, But we don't spend a lot of time teaching them the importance of marketing them, marketing themselves, Um, you know, in terms of selling themselves to high school coaches, even nowadays, and definitely college coaches, um, but just overall making themselves more marketable going into these school settings. Why is this important? Well, think of it from this perspective. Uh, nowadays, you know, prep schools have become a big vehicle in terms of, uh, you know, recruiting athletes younger. Uh, it's not like it was before, where, you know, for the most part, athletes would go through high school, and it wasn't until about maybe like their junior year, where, you know, like the SATs and things like that became, you know, important, because it's now about placing for positions and. Colleges, you know, if you're playing sports, obviously definitely looking to go to a division one college, but, you know, for those who couldn't attend division one schools, you're looking at division two II or three, NAIA, and situations like that. But, uh, you know, it's not really until the junior year, at least it used to be, where, you know, the conversation really got serious in terms of, uh, you know, having to prepare for SATs and things like that. Nowadays, uh, with... High schools now, prep schools particularly, looking to recruit athletes earlier, you know, the testing and things that are necessary for them to get into these schools, you know, it's things that as parents, you got to start thinking about a lot sooner, uh, wherein before that wasn't the case. Um, along with that, you know, the athlete themselves or, you know, herself, himself, uh, they have to do their part as well to, you know, make themselves more marketable. For the, for the respective school, definitely by the time they get to college. So, you know, to dive into it, what do I mean by this, right? Take a college coach, for example. A lot of college coaches, you know, they're out recruiting constantly, right? And what a lot of young athletes need to understand is that in terms of college coaching, it doesn't matter what sport it is, it could be baseball, it could be softball, but any situation where you have a college coach out recruiting, Their job, in essence, you know, in a in a way depends on the athlete's ability to come in and not just perform on the field, but also perform off the field academically. Um, there's situations where you can get coaches go out, they recruit a player and they offer a full scholarship to that player and the player doesn't pan out. Athletically, but you know what? That has nothing to do with the school because for them, you know, that athlete was given a scholarship. That has nothing to do with academics if they can't hack it on the field. So that scholarship still has to be honored. And in essence, now that program, whether it be baseball, softball, basketball, what have you, uh, that's one less scholarship that coach has to bring in a player to help that program win. And for a lot of college coaches, that's their livelihood. Okay, so... The players they bring in and the athletes, the personalities that they bring into their programs, that heavily influences to some extent whether or not they'll be employed. So, you know, if we understand that as young athletes, then what we need to start to understand as well is that they're not just recruiting you, these college coaches or in the case of like a a high school prep school team coach, they're not just recruiting you for your athletic ability. They're recruiting you, the overall individual. So they're recruiting your personality. They're recruiting you, the student. They're recruiting you, the athlete. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. So what I mean when I say, you know, you have to start to think about yourself as a business and make yourself more marketable, what I'm getting at is that the more skills you can develop that have nothing to do with sport, right? So I'm talking about academically going into the classroom looking to maintain at least an 80 to an 85 average or above ideally right um learning another language okay you know there's a as we know there's a big influx of latin ball players in baseball um you know and i'm sure in softball and you know even basketball you're starting to see a lot of players come in from overseas so as you start to open these doors you know the the athletes coming in playing these sports they don't all speak english Right. So if we're talking about baseball in particular, um, you know, Spanish is a language that if you're serious about playing the game and you're hoping to play it at the professional level and play for a long time, Spanish is a language that you maybe would want to think about adding to your resume, because that's something that's a skill that a lot of people don't have. And the sooner you can develop that skill, you know what, whether it's baseball or for whatever reason, it's a skill that can just help you in life, you know. Being able to speak multiple languages. Um, we look at Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, he spoke Italian, you know. He didn't just speak English. So, you know, those things helped him um, when he was teammates with Paul Gasol. You know, uh, he referred to him as the Spaniard, you know. But they they spoke they spoke a similar language, right? So, they were able to communicate with each other in another language aside from English, and that just makes Kobe Bryant, you know, that much more of a special talent because he was more than just a basketball player so you know in terms of making yourself more marketable yep it starts with academics okay so if you're if you're an athlete with you know a 3.0 or above grade point average that's great if you're an athlete with a 3.0 or above grade point average that can speak two languages you know spanish or another language that's even better right um playing an instrument that's another thing right so you know, a lot of scholarships, you know, aren't even about athletics, right? You can get scholarships for playing an instrument, you can get scholarship for grades, you can get scholarships for swimming, playing golf. Uh, there's a multitude of you know other things besides the sport that you are looking to master. Let's say that can you know gain you some scholarship money to help offset the cost of college, um, but you know ultimately as well these are all things that lend themselves to you being more marketable right so if you come into a college situation you know if I'm a college coach and I'm looking at two athletes and I say okay well this student has a 3.0 GPA this one has a 3.5 GPA but this one speaks two languages this one can play an instrument this one can swim this one can run track This one's an asset to their community, have community service hours and just a whole list of things that I can continue to run down. As a coach, the more that I can run down about you in a positive light, the more attractive you become to me as a coach where I say to myself, this is an athlete that I want to bring into my program. Or I want to at least get to know more about this athlete, sit down and speak with this athlete because this athlete could be a good fit for my program. So you know, once you get past that and, you know, understand that, you know, a lot of college coaches, high school coaches, they already know you can play your sport. So they're not really, that's not really initially, wouldn't be talking to you if if you couldn't play, right? So they already know you can play. The next hurdle is what are your grades, right? So if there's an interest in you, they're going to want to reach out to your high school and they're going to want to find out, you know, what is your, what are your academics like? So, Again, if I'm a coach and I have two players, both play the same position, and I'm like, I know they both can play, the first disqualifier here is going to be your grades, right? So if you have a 2.5 GPA and this athlete over here has a 3.5 GPA, you may very well be the better athlete, but I'm going to go get the athlete with the 3.5 GPA because that athlete gives me a better chance of him staying or her staying on the field. And, you know, that's what I want as a coach. I don't I'm not looking for an athlete that I have to be over his or her shoulder and make sure that they're going to class and doing the things that they're supposed to do. Um, you know, I'm looking for responsible, self-motivated, you know, uh, young adults that can go and handle you know themselves accordingly in the classroom. OK, so once we get past that hurdle of academics, the next thing is, you know what? You might go out to practice one day if you're in high school and you're getting recruited by a college and you might see or you might look up and might see some weird person maybe standing under a tree with a hat on just looking like weird. You know, that could be somebody that's looking to offer you a scholarship or offer you an opportunity to further your career, you know, in college or even at the professional level. So, you know, be mindful of you know, the way you interact with your teammates coming into practice or during a game because you never know who's watching you, right? Pete Rose had a saying, and uh, it's it's the honest truth, and it transcends just everything, right? Like, whenever you're, you know, playing your sport, you never know who's watching you for the first time. So, it's important that every time you go out on the field or every time you take the court and play your sport, that you're out there and you're giving it 100%. You know, because I had mentioned this in a post on my Instagram, you can't gauge effort, right? Like effort is something that's between you and you, and I can't make you put forth any more effort than you want to put out. So, you know, if you're not willing to go out there and give it 100%, that's another disqualifier for a coach. Okay, so, you know, like I said, you know, you might see someone dressed strange at your practice or at a game and you don't think anything of it. But that could be a college coach or a pro scout there watching you to see how you interact with your teammates when you come to practice. Are you the first one on onto the practice field? Are you the last one onto the practice field? When you get to the practice field, are you the first one, you know, from drill to drill? Are you sprinting from drill to drill to be first at every station? Are you the one that's kind of like just walking around and, you know, loafing and not really getting after it? You know, those things speak to your attitude and your personality and you know that's something that you know coaches have to be mindful of as well because when they're recruiting an athlete they're recruiting the personality as well so if i have a locker room full of athletes that you know they come out and they hustle they play hard i never have to get on them about practice uh you know in terms of their effort i don't want to bring in a player who might disrupt that chemistry so you know that's something else to be mindful of and be aware of you know if you if you're in contact with you know be it a prep school coach or a college coach make sure that you know you dot your i's and cross your t's and you're hustling and you're doing the things that you need to do because you never know who's watching okay and that's another disqualifier um, once we get past that attitude right do you laugh a lot are you mopey do you do you scream and yell you know you you know is it like pulling teeth you know that kind of thing are you the kind of teammate that's supportive? You know, a teammate makes a mistake or things ain't aren't going the way another teammate would want. Are you there to let them know or let her know, hey, it's going to be all right. Just keep sticking with it. Keep fighting through it. You know, we're in this together. We're a team. You know, are you that individual? you selfish? You only care about yourself. You know, like that matters as well. What type of teammate you are. So, you know, be mindful of your attitude, right? Know your audience. Be mindful of your attitude. Um, Because, again, in terms of making yourself more marketable, you know, coaches aren't looking for, you know, the academic attitude, lazy athlete that just is going to be a problem for the program that they're looking to bring that athlete into. So, you know, be mindful. okay? Um, your parents, how do you treat your parents? Right. So you might get invited to a school. Uh, You know, you might be in high school, you might get invited, you know, for a college visit to an uh, official college visit to a school that you're interested in. And you know what? The coach, you get there, may say two words to you. A lot of the conversation the coach might have might be geared at mom and dad. Right. And maybe even so mom more than dad, because why? You know, they want to know what kind of child you are. Right. What kind of son, what kind of daughter you are. They want to see, you know, how do you treat your mom, right? Uh, Because a lot of coaches feel like, hey, look, if you don't have any respect for your mother, you're definitely not going to respect me as a coach, right? In the locker room, whether, you know, male coach, female coach, it doesn't matter. You know, they're not going to, they're going to look at you and say, hey, you have no respect for mom. There's no way you're going to respect me or the other athletes in that locker room. And, you know, that's just another disqualifier where you know the coach says, you know what, I'm just not willing to take a chance on this athlete because I don't know what I'm gonna get, right? And you have to understand that, you know, for coaches as an athlete, you are an investment. Okay? That scholarship, it's an investment. You know, a coach is making an investment, a financial investment into you with the school's money. So yes, they are expecting a return on their investment. And yes, if they make too many bad investments with the school's money, it could ultimately lead to them losing their job. And, you know, tying in what I had mentioned earlier, that's why you have to understand as a young athlete that, you know, to an extent, it's important that you understand that like when you're recruited to a college situation. And like, again, I said, you know, some prep school situations, you to an extent have a little influence on whether or not that coach keeps his or her job okay, because the program's not doing well, you know, coach has a track record of bringing in just not the right type of, you know, fit, not just for the program, the sports program, but for the school, they're going to get rid of the coach, okay, now now we're talking about that coach now loses the ability to pay their mortgage, to pay their car note, um, to contribute to their children's 529 plan, you know, to, to take care of other bills around their home, and, You know, when you start thinking of it like that and you start to understand that, whether it's the college coach, a hitting instructor, pitching instructor, or any type of coach you might be dealing with, you have to understand that these people, they're all making an investment into you based on what you portray and project to them, right? So if you portray and project yourself to them as someone who's serious about wanting to, one, play the sport that you're there to get training for, but beyond that, you are, you know, uh, an asset to your community. You're a good kid, um, great son or daughter, you know, just great all around person. People will be more willing to invest their time, their energy, their effort into you to help you get where it is that you're trying to go. And yes, you know, regardless of how young you are, you have to understand that when people make those kinds of investments, yes, they are looking for a return on their investment. Okay. Uh, not so much the instructors, uh, cause the instructors, you know, your instructors are more so happy with your success, right? So they're making the investment into you, um, with the, with the thought that when you go out from them and you go play, they want to hear you come back and say, Hey coach, man, I went three for three today. Or, hey coach, I struck out 18 today. Hey coach, I made a dive and play in the outfield today. Hey coach, I stole six bases today. That's what's gonna get the coach or the instructor to feel like, okay, you know, the time that you're investing in them and they're investing in you, it's mutually worth it for both parties, right? Because they're getting from it, you coming back saying that you've been successful and you're getting from it that feeling of success and you're gonna wanna continue that, right? But understand that, you know, even as instructors, coaches, they also want you to be good people. Okay, they want you to be good human beings. They want you to be uh, uh, attributes, Um, not attributes, but they want you to be, you know, um, assets to your communities. Okay, they're not looking for you to, you know, just be selfish and not give back what you're getting, right? Because that's what it's all about. Like growing up when I was playing ball, you know, my coaches was big on that, you know, letting us know, hey, there's going to come a time where, you know, you're going to be too old to play the game. You know, at some point, some of you aren't going to play professionally. Some of you might not even play in college. But at whatever point the ride ends for you, you have to understand that you have to give back to the game, give back to the, the next generation, because a lot's being given to you, right? And, you know, looking back on it now, reality is all that information and all that stuff that I got as a, as a younger younger athlete, you know, younger man that was all just making me more marketable now as an adult right because now you know i have all this knowledge that i want to share you know i'm able to pass this information on to the next generation and try to help you know you guys and girls you boys and girls you know to progress and get far as far as you can in your respective sports and i'm hoping that this information isn't just impacting those who would listen to it who just play baseball or softball but i just hope this information will be impactful to anyone so you know for me like that that makes me a little more marketable right um you know in addition I, you know i'm i learned another language right so even in my years of of developing and continuing to just hang around the game of baseball uh and softball you know where i instruct i started picking up spanish you know just because it's you know it's something that i realized you know what yeah, like I said, I might run into an athlete who doesn't speak English and they might feel more comfortable speaking Spanish. So, you know, it's it's been tough, but I've started to develop, you know, uh, an understanding to an extent of the language. OK, um, so, you know, even now, you know, that I'm on the instructing coaching side of it, I haven't stopped learning. I haven't stopped trying to grow. I haven't stopped trying to develop because now I say, well, How can I make myself more marketable? How can I make myself better so that I can give back to the game in the way that I want to and help younger athletes playing to play the game for as long as they can? So, you know, just, you know, in wrapping things up, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm making the point very clear that it's never too early for you as a young athlete to want to make yourself more marketable it's never too early for you as a young athlete to start to think of yourself as a business, right? So just insert your name. But, you know, I blank am a business and I have to treat myself as such, okay? So like me, you know, like Coach Way, Coach Way is a business and I have to treat myself as such and I have to, in understanding that, make myself more marketable. I have to really explain and express and get out there and convey, you know, to you, you know, what is it about me that makes me different from every other instructor and every other coach out there? You know, cause ultimately we're all doing the same thing to try to help you guys, right? Uh, you know, but we're not all able to reach everyone, right? So I have to figure out where's my group of young athletes that I can reach and do my part to make sure that I reach them. And not only that, but make sure that when I do reach them, there are no barriers that get in the way of their development on my part. So that's why I continue to just try to educate myself and learn and develop and continue to grow so that when I do run into athletes who do seek my help, I'm able to identify that and I'm able to help them by giving them the information they need in order to be successful. So, you know, just the biggest thing. For me, that I can you know end this on is just to say that listen, do everything you can to take care of your academics, okay? Make sure you're taking you're on top of your academics 80 to 85 average or above. Play another instrument or pick up an instrument, play an instrument, okay? So you have academics, you have an instrument, you have your sport, okay? Be an asset to your community, be helpful, be kind, don't be selfish, don't develop a selfish attitude, when you get out there on that field, hustle, do everything you can 100% effort at all times, right, unless you're hurt, okay, and even if you're hurt, and you can still go, give it your all, if you're going to be out there in the field, anytime you step out there, give it your all, if you can't be out on the field, that's different, but just, you know, do what you can to, to just, like I said, market yourself, make yourself more marketable, and, you know, don't leave any stones unturned, OK, because everything that you can add in terms of attributes and abilities and things like that, it just makes you not just a better athlete, but a better person. And that's what it's about. OK, so understand that athletics is just the vehicle, but ultimately the vehicle of athletics, it's supposed to drive you down a pathway and down a road that ultimately, regardless of how the athletics plays out, you end up still becoming an all around better human being and able to give back regardless of how it ends or where it ends for you. So, you know, just keep those things in mind as we as you go into 2020 as we go into 2020. and you know if you haven't already, you know start making the adjustments now and prepare yourselves, you know, to just want to do better. okay, you know, like I said, we'll keep the conversations going. Uh, hope that you keep tuning in. you know, I enjoy, like I said, I enjoy the support. I appreciate the support. and uh, you know for 2020, you know, let's just get after it. Let's work let's let's work on being better, okay. Every every opportunity that we get up every every day that we get up, we have an opportunity to be better and do better. Okay, so as long as we get up, we can always do better. All right. So let's take that into 2020, Um, you know, and I'll end it there. You know, uh, just again, I just want to say, you know, thank you for the support. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. I hope to continue to have, you know, those who have been tuning in, continue to tune in. I hope you appreciate the content. you know, I can be. You can always check me out on the website, ChrisWayBaseballTraining.com. Uh, my other social media outlets are on the website: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Linked. Uh, just added uh, the YouTube channel link because uh, I'm gonna start putting YouTube channel content up there as well, training videos and things like that, uh, just to give you guys more information to help uh, with the development and the progression. Um, You know, and just like I said, you know, if if you enjoy the content, keep tuning in. Uh, Again, always have a blast doing this stuff. Um, You know, I'm learning through it as well, and I just have a good time doing this, and I feel I feel good doing this because I I feel that, like I said, I'm giving back. So that's always good. Um, So just thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Again, ChrisWayBaseballTraining.com. All my other social media outlets are on there where you'll be able to find all the content that I post and everything. And uh, let's go into 2020 with the right mindset, the right attitude, and let's get after it. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.